This is the Logos Scribed and Spoken Podcast for January 20th or Day 20. The prayer before reading the Holy Scriptures. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O King of glory, Lord of hosts, who didst triumphantly ascend the heavens, leave us not as orphans, but send us the promise of the Father, the Spirit of truth. We implore thee, O Lord, that the Counselor, who proceedeth from thee, will enlighten our souls and infuse into them all truth, as thy Son hath promised. O God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, vouchsafe to grant us, according to the riches of thy glory, that Christ, by faith, may dwell in our hearts, which, rooted and grounded in charity, may acknowledge the love of Christ, surpassing all knowledge, through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Genesis chapters 41 and 42. After two years, Pharaoh had a dream. He thought he stood by the river, out of which came up seven keen, very beautiful and fat, and they fed in marshy places. Other seven also came up out of the river, ill-favored and lean-fleshed, and they fed on the very bank of the river in green places. And they devoured them, whose bodies were made very beautiful and well-conditioned. So Pharaoh awoke. He slept again and dreamed another dream. Seven ears of corn came up upon one stalk, full and fair. Then seven other ears sprung up thin and blasted and devoured all the beauty of the former. Pharaoh awakened after his rest. And when morning was come, being struck with fear, he sent to all the interpreters of Egypt and to all the wise men. And they being called for, he told them his dream. And there was not anyone that could interpret it. Then at length, the chief butler, remembering, said, I confess my sin. The king, being angry with his servants, commanded me and the chief baker to be cast into the prison to the captain of soldiers where in one night both of us dreamed a dream foreboding things to come. There was a young man, a Hebrew, servant to the same captain of the soldiers, to whom we told our dreams, and we heard what afterwards the event of the thing proved to be so. For I was restored to my office, and he was hanged upon a gibbet. Forthwith, at the king's command, Joseph was brought out of the prison, and they shaved him and changed his apparel and brought him into him. And he said to him, I have dreamed dreams, and there is no one that can expound them. Now I have heard that thou art very wise at interpreting them. Joseph answered, Without me, God shall give Pharaoh a prosperous answer. So Pharaoh told what he had dreamed. Methought I stood upon a bank of the river, and seven keen came up out of the river, exceeding beautiful and full of flesh, and they grazed on green places in a marshy pasture. And behind there followed these other seven keen, so very ill-favored and lean, that I never saw the like in the land of Egypt. And they devoured and consumed the former, and yet gave no mark in their being full, but were as lean and ill-favored as before. I awoke, 
and then fell asleep again and dreamed a dream. Seven ears of corn grew upon one stalk, full and very fair. Other seven, also thin and blasted, sprung on the stock, stalk. And they devoured the beauty of the former. I told this dream to my con conjectures, and there was no man that can expound it. Joseph answered, The king's dream is one. God hath shown to Pharaoh what is he is about to do. The seven beautiful keen and the seven full ears are seven years of plenty, and both contain the same meaning of the dream. And the seven lean and, and thin keen that came up after them, and the seven thin ears that were blasted with the burning wind, are seven years of famine to come, which shall be fulfilled in this order. Behold, there shall come seven years of great plenty in the whole land of Egypt, after which shall follow other seven years of so great scarcity that all the abundance before shall be forgotten, for the famine shall consume all the land. And the greatness of the scarcity shall destroy the greatness of the plenty. And for that thou didst see the second time a dream pertaining to the same thing. It is a token of the certainty, and that the word of God cometh to pass, and is fulfilled speedily. Now, therefore, let the king provide a wise and industrious man and make him ruler over the land of Egypt, that he may appoint overseers over all the countries and gather into barns the fifth part of the fruits during the seven fruitful years that shall now presently ensue. And let all the corn be laid up under Pharaoh's hands and be reserved in the cities. And let it be in readiness against the famine of seven years to come, which shall oppress Egypt and the land shall not be consumed with, with scarcity. The council pleased Pharaoh and all his servants, and he said to them, Can we find such another man that is full of the Spirit of God? He said therefore to Joseph, Seeing God hath shown thee all that thou hast said, can I find one wiser and one like unto thee? Thou shalt be over all my house, and at my, the commandment of my of thy mouth all the people shall obey. Only in the kingly throne will I be above thee. And again Pharaoh said to Joseph, Behold, I have appointed thee over the whole land of Egypt. And he took his ring from his own hand and gave it into his hand, and he put upon him a robe of silk and put a chain of gold about his neck. And he made him to go up into his second chariot, the crier proclaiming that all should bow their knee before him and that they should know he was made governor over the whole land of Egypt. And the king said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh. Without thy commandment, no man shall move hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. And he turned his name and called him in the Egyptian tongue, the savior of the world. And he gave him to wife Aseneth, the daughter of Putifer, Putifare, priest of Heliopolis. Then Joseph went out of the land of Egypt. Now he was 30 years old when he stood before King Pharaoh, and he went round all the countries of Egypt. And the fruitfulness of the seven years came, 
and the corn being bound up in sheaves was gathered together into the barns of Egypt, and all the abundance of grain was laid up in every city. And there was so great abundance of wheat that it was equal to the sand of the sea, and the plenty exceeded measure. And before the famine came, Joseph had two sons born, whom Asenath, the daughter of Putifare, priest of Heliopolis, bore unto him. And he called the name of the firstborn Manassas, saying, God hath made me to forget all my labors and my father's house. And he named the second Ephraim, saying, God hath made me to grow in the land of my poverty. Now when the seven years of the plenty that had been in the land of Egypt were past, the seven years of scarcity which Joseph had foretold began to come. And the famine prevailed in the whole world, but there was bread in all the land of Egypt. And when there, was, and when there also they began to be famished, the people cried to Pharaoh for food. And he said to them, Go to Joseph, and do all that he shall say to you. And the famine increased daily in all the land, and Joseph opened all the barns and sold to the Egyptians, for the famine had oppressed them also. And all provinces came into Egypt to buy food and to seek some relief of their want. And Jacob, hearing that food was sold in Egypt, said to his sons, Why are ye careless? I have heard that wheat is sold in Egypt. Go ye down and buy us necessities, that we may live and not be consumed with want. So the ten brethren of Joseph went down to buy corn in Egypt whilst Benjamin was kept at home by Jacob, who said to his brethren, lest perhaps he take any harm in the journey. And they entered into the land of Egypt with the others that went to buy, for the famine was in the land of Canaan. And Joseph was governor in the land of Egypt, and corn was sold by his direction to the people. And when his brethren had bowed down to him, and he knew them, he spoke, as it were, to strangers, somewhat roughly, asking them, whence, they ca whence came you? They answered, From the land of Canaan, to buy necessities of life. And though he knew his brethren, he was not known by them. And remembering the dreams which formerly he had dreamed, he said to them, You are spies, you are come to view the weaker parts of the world. But they said, It is not so, my lord, but thy servants are come to buy food. We are all the sons of one man. We are come as peaceable men. Neither do thy servants go about any evil. And he answered them, Is it otherwise you are come to consider the unfenced parts of this land? And they said, We are thy servants, our twelve brethren, and the son of one man in the land of Canaan when the youngest with our father, and the other is not living. He saith, This is it that I have said, you are spies. I shall now presently try what you are. By the health of Pharaoh, you shall not depart hence till your youngest brother come. Send one of you to fetch him, and you shall be in prison to what you have said to be proved, whether it be true or false or else by the health of Pharaoh you are spies. So he put them in prison three days, and the third day he brought them out of the prison and said, Do as I have said, and you shall live.
for I fear God. If you be peaceable, men, let one of your brethren be bound in prison, and ye, go ye your ways, and carry the corn that you have brought, bought in, unto your houses. And bring your youngest brother to me, that I may find your words to be true, and you may not die. They did, as he said. And they talked one to another. We deserve to suffer these things, because we have sinned against our brother, seeing the anguish of his soul when he besought us, and we w would not hear. Therefore is this affliction come upon us. And Reuben, one of them, said, Did I not say to you, Do not sin against the boy? And you would not hear me. Behold, his blood is required. And they knew not that Joseph understood, because he spoke to them by an interpreter. And he turned himself away a little while and wept. And returning, he spoke to them. And taking Simeon and binding him in their presence, he commanded his servants to fill their sacks with wheat and to put every man's money again into the sacks and to give them besides provisions for the way. And they did so. But they, having loaded their asses with corn, went on their way. And one of them, opening his sack to give his beast provender in the inn, saw the money in the sack's mouth and said to his brethren, My money is given me again. Behold, it is in the sack. And they were astonished and troubled and said one to another, What is this that God hath done unto us? And they came to Jacob their father in the land of Canaan, and they told him all the things that had befallen them, saying, The Lord of the land spoke roughly to us and took us to be spies of the country. And we answered him, We are peaceable men, and we mean no plot. We are twelve brethren, born to one father. One is not living. The youngest is with our father in the land of Canaan. And he said to us, Hereby shall I know that you are peaceable men. Leave one of your brethren with me, and take ye necessity, necessary provision for your houses, and go your way. And bring your youngest brother to me, that I may know you are not spies, and you may receive this man again that is kept in prison, and afterwards may have leave to buy what you will. When they had told this, they poured out their corn, and every man found his money tied in the mouth of his sack, and all being astonished together. The, their father Jacob said, You have made me to be without children. Joseph is not living. Simeon is kept in bonds, and Benjamin you will take away. All these evils are fallen upon me. And Reuben answered him, Kill my two sons, if I bring him not back again to thee. Deliver him into my hand, and I will restore him to thee. But he said, My son shall not go down with you. His brother is dead, and he is left alone. If any mischief befall him in the land to which you go, you will bring down my gray hairs with sorrow to hell. Psalm 20, Domine in Virtute, unto the end a psalm for David. In thy strength, O Lord, the king shall joy, and in thy salvation he shall rejoice exceedingly. Thou hast given him his heart's desire, and hast not withholden from him the will of his lips. For thou hast prevented him with blessings of sweetness, thou hast set on his head 
a crown of precious stones. He asked life of thee, and thou hast given him length of days, for ever and ever. His glory is great in thy salvation. Glory and great beauty shalt thou lay upon him. For thou shalt give him to be a blessing for ever and ever. Thou shalt make him joyful in gladness with thy countenance. For the king hopeth in the Lord, and through the mercy of the Most High he shall not be moved. Let thy hand be found by all thy enemies. Let thy right hand find out all them that hate thee. Thou shalt make them as an oven of fire in the time of thy anger. The Lord shall trouble them in his wrath, and fire shall devour them. Their fruit shalt thou destroy from the earth, and their seed from among the children of men. For they have intended evils against thee. They have devised counsels, which they have not been able to establish. For thou shalt make them turn their back. In thy remnants thou shalt prepare their face. Be thou exalted, O Lord, in thy own strength. We will sing and praise thy power. The Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 13, verse 31 to the end. Another parable he parable he proposed unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which is the least indeed of all seeds. But when it is grown up, it is greater than all herbs and becometh a tree, so that the birds of the air come and dwell in the branches thereof. Another parable he spoke to them. The kingdom of heaven is like to leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal, till the whole was leavened. All these things Jesus spoke in parables to the multitudes, and without parables he did not speak to them, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, I will open my mouth in parables, I will utter things hidden from the foundation of the world. Then having sent away the multitudes, he came into the house, and his disciples came to him, saying, Expound to us the parable of the cockerel in the field, who made answer and said to them, He that soweth the good seed is the Son of Man, and the field is the world, and the good seed are the children of the kingdom, and the cockle are the children of the wicked one. And the enemy that soweth them is the devil, but the harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. Even as the cockle therefore is gathered up and burnt with fire, so shall it be at the end of the world. The Son of Man shall send his angels, and they shall gather out of all the kingdoms all scandals and them that work iniquity, and shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the just shine as the sun in the kingdom of their father. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. The kingdom of heaven is like unto a treasure hidden in a field, which a man, having found, hid it, and for joy thereof goeth, and selleth all that he hath, and buyeth that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like to a merchant seeking good pearls, who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went his way, and sold all that he had, and bought it. 
Again, the kingdom of heaven is like to a net cast into the sea, and gathering together all kinds of fishes, which, when it was filled, they drew out, and sitteth by the shore. And they chose out the good into vessels, but the bad they cast forth. So shall it be at the end of the world. The angels shall go out and shall separate the wicked from among the just, and shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have ye understood all these things? They say to him, Yes. He said to them, Therefore, every scribe instructed in the kingdom of heaven is like to a man that is a householder, who bringeth forth out of his treasure new things and old. And it came to pass, when Jesus had finished these parables, he passed from thence, and came into his own country. He taught them in their synagogues, so that they wondered and said, How came this man by his wisdom and miracles? Is this not the carpenter's son? Is this not is not his mother called Mary and his brethren James and Joseph and Simon and Jude? And his sisters, are they not all with us? Whence therefore hath he all these things? And they were scandalized in his regard. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and in his own house. And he wrought not many miracles there because of their unbelief. Prayer of St. Bede the Venerable after reading the Holy Scriptures. Let me not, O Lord, be puffed up with worldly wisdom, which passes away, but grant me that love which never abates, that I may not choose to know anything among men but Jesus and him crucified. I beg thee, dear Jesus, that he upon whom thou hast graciously bestowed the sweet savor of the words of thy knowledge may also possess thee, font of all wisdom, and shine forever before thy countenance. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.